0: Welcome to Brain Pain, where we explore the vast world of psychology. Thank you for being here with me. My name is John. I'm your host. You can reach me at john at brainpain.us. I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, nor am I a counselor. I'm just here talking about ideas in psychology, theories, and things that involve psychology. I do hold a whole master's degree in psychology, and I'm currently a doctoral candidate in psychology. So today I want to talk about adolescent suicide prevention. It's a subject that came up in my uh, one of my classes last week. And I was, as I did the research to write about adolescent suicide, it was interesting I knew it was a problem, I did not realize how big of a problem it was. Or I should say, how big of a problem it is. Apparently just under 18% of students surveyed have given serious consideration to suicide. That's big. That's, That's almost one out of five. Many of the people that consider suicide are gifted children. They fall into a category of having unrealistic expectations, either of themselves or parents having unrealistic expectations of them, um, unrealistic deadlines. Basically, all the stress that you might get as a full-grown adult in a job that is unsatisfying, you get as a adolescent who's trying to fit into society, find out who you are, what your purpose is all of those things and deal with all the hormonal changes that you go through at the same time. This leads to the fact that suicide is the number three cause of death for adolescents in the United States. If you're Native American it's number two. I'll expand on that a little bit because that's one of the things I found very interesting. If you're Native American you are more likely to commit suicide but not because you're Native American directly. It's the consequence that being Native American in the United States means that you're more likely to have many of the other factors in your life that will cause you to be more likely to commit suicide or attempt it. I mentioned that just under 18% have suicidal ideation. First of all, ideation is a fancy word for forming an idea or a concept, right? That's all it is. You're forming the concept of suicide. But suicidal ideation is important because it's the single biggest uh, predictor of attempted suicide. I mean, it makes sense. If we think about it, if we conceive of it as something that we might do, we're more likely to do it. Uh, I don't think there's anything fancy about that. I think that makes sense. The challenge then is what causes suicidal ideation? And there are a number of things that, that fall into the categories that, that, at varying degrees. But some of the biggest ones are depression or depressive state. Uh, that includes avoidance behaviors, avoiding certain uh, aspects of life. Victimization is a big one. And they list self-worth on almost all of them. However, when I look at those three items, I don't see them as necessarily independent of each other. It would be very understandable for someone who has been victimized to be depressed and question their self-worth. A lot of things that tie together there. I understand why they break it out, because... Just because someone's not being victimized doesn't mean that they don't have self-worth issues or that they don't have uh, depression. Depression's a whole, again, other conversation, but you can have depression from within, basically meaning there's chemical issues, there's, there's things that your body is doing that make you predisposed to be depressed, but there's also life or your interactions with society that can cause you to be depressed. Again, like victimization, like the loss of loved ones. We've seen very publicly victims of bullying uh, commit suicide, which is a horrible thing. And that's why there's a big anti-bullying push to uh, protect children from becoming a victim and therefore having these suicidal ideations. But that whole concept of self-worth or self-esteem is something I think that, in my opinion, our society is undermining. And I think it's a combination of a number of things, personally. This is not based on any studies. It's just observation on my point, and it is completely, completely my perception. I think that we become becoming more and more isolated through the use of technology and not that technology is bad. I think it's it has its place and it definitely can improve people's lives. But sitting, sitting in a room alone connected to a video game where you can talk to other people gives you the illusion of social activity. But we know that There's a definite difference between talking to someone on a phone or over the internet and sitting in someone's presence and having a conversation. There is a difference in the interactions. There is a difference when we see body language, when we are in the presence of other people physically. And I think that people are tricked into this false idea of a life and when you're feeling bad, or you just have a bad day. It's real easy for someone on the internet to simply go talk to someone else if they don't want to deal with you having a bad day. Not that it's impossible for someone you you actually sit down with to do that, but it's more likely if you are taking the time out of your day to sit down with someone on a regular basis once a month, once a day, once a week, once a year, whatever, and you enjoy each other's company, that if you're having a bad day, it's more likely that person's going to be supportive, and you're going to have a sense of connectedness to that individual, and that individual will have a sense of connectedness to you, and that's important because one of the things that is a preventer of suicidal ideation is connectedness. To family or friends, and even school social groups. That comes from a study. Actually, it comes from several studies. <laughs> but this idea of connectedness, having some reason to go do something tomorrow or next week, this idea that a group will be something less without me in it gives you some self worth, but also the desire. To be around those other people gives us a reason to do something. This is one of the big preventers, is connectedness. And they specifically point out family and friends, and for adolescents, school, because the social aspects of school um, are just as important as the education. Now, this could fire up a whole bunch of people who who are homeschoolers, and I want to point out that. Most of the people who have very successful times homeschooling their children uh, have social events that they attend with their children on a regular basis so that their children are part of a social group outside of the home. Some of the people I know who are homeschooling involve their kids in either church activities that are groups that meet on a regular basis or scouting, sometimes both. Uh, There are homeschool sports teams in the greater Cincinnati area, and I'm sure there there are those in others as well. Um, the one in Cincinnati actually competes against other schools, but even if it's an intramural league, you still have children interacting on a regular basis in a group, in a group setting, doing group things. These are things that we have always had as culturally, we're always part of society. But we're starting to see a bit less of that again, as we have sports become so competitive that children are training all year round to play one sport. Um, there's been a big business boom off of this, and it definitely keeps that child engaged and gives them something to be connected to. But there are a lot of children who simply can no longer compete now when I was in high school, I was in a small town again, so You didn't have to be the best to make the team. But the point being that now, in so many places, if you want to compete in sports, you have to be, even at 6th, 7th grade, you have to be phenomenal, or you have to be training off-season just to even make the team. And that's just to get a seat on the bench or second string or whatever you want to call it in your sport. So then what do those kids do that don't make the team? Well, I mean, you have choir and band, but a lot of those programs are getting cut. We have uh, struggling boys and girls clubs. We have struggling, uh, basically, the youth of, of today is no dumber or worse than any youth ever. It's simply the options they have are a lot different than the options I had when I was a kid. which were different than the options my parents had when they were kids, but not nearly as dramatic a difference. And so a kid gets off out of school. If he's fortunate, he has some friends that they get together, and they do things after school. Hopefully they have a, a family that is supportive and they're close to and they feel connected to But as we can see, that's not really the case. That could be for any number of reasons. Family structure may be one. Our family structures today are very different than they were 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Uh, What you have is you have a couple of big things happening. You have uh, more single parents than ever. You have more divorced couples sharing custody than ever, and you have more uh, adults taking care of adult parents while also trying to raise their children. All of this can combine to change how connected children typically feel uh, to the child who maybe has two parents, uh, a stay-at-home parent. The ability to feel connected to the family and the way you achieve that has to change with the structure of your family, the adaptation to the situation as it is. If you have a single parent who's working two jobs, that's going to become very challenging for that single parent to have enough time for the kids, sleep, and possibly, you know, who knows, who a social life for themselves. Just as trying to take care of an elderly parent while trying to raise your kids, uh, that challenges you may have with an elderly parent can, in turn, also alienate the, the child that whether they're conscious of it or not may feel that they're being neglected for their grandparents combine that with with technology and social media i do not think either in and of itself is bad i think it simply is a tool the problems we run into is how people use these tools i do not think in my humble opinion that it child playing video games 12 hours a day, 7 days a week is a good idea. I don't think that all of your social interaction, being on the internet for anyone, is a good idea, as previously stated. These are things that distance us from other human beings, they make us have less empathy, and therefore we become less connected, that's my opinion. What are the things that help prevent adolescent suicide? Well, there's increased self-esteem, you increase self-worth, and you increase connectedness. All of this I've already talked about. These are the top three that come up over and over again in the studies that I've, I've read. There are a couple other things as far as interventions are mentioned that I wonder if they really should be interventions or if they should just be education for people who have children. One is the teaching of coping skills, not how to avoid challenges, but rather how to cope with the challenges of life. How do you become more resilient? How do you overcome negative things that happen or the things that you perceive are negative happening to you? How do you deal with it? How do you overcome it? Hopefully you can guide your children when they face these challenges at a younger age. So as they get older, they can cope with them on their own when they become adults or as they be- as they become adults. Another is a family therapy that, when I looked at it, it's what brought me back to the connectedness. There's a few variations of it, but basically the family as a family has five tasks or four tasks, depending on the therapy. And each task is designed to create a new connectedness to the family as a unit. And this is also used with non-traditional family units, but the whole idea is to get the family connected. And I think that's great. But it made me stop and think, why are we needing to do this to teach the family how to be a family? Well, it's because, again, when you are raised in a a fast-paced, modern society and you get caught up in the latest phones and, and literally, if you walk around, if you take a minute to put your phone in your pocket and walk around just looking, without looking at your phone, and just appreciate how many people walk past each other without seeing each other every day I live in a very urban area in Houston, Texas and that is it's amazing to watch and yet we we feel that that's a need we feel the need to be connected in that way but it's really a false sense of connection that really lacks substance again, the phone itself is a tool nothing wrong with it it's how we use the tool that's how we use the tool So, again, all these things increase self-esteem, increase self-worth, increase connectedness. These were all things that I was fortunate enough to have parents who, not through any intervention, it's just the way they were parents. These are the things they tried to do. But they tried to do it by helping me develop coping skills, helping me to find the worth in working towards the things that I wanted to work towards. And work was probably the key word there. You want something, you can do it if you're willing to do the work. That was how it was always presented to me. That teaches you to cope because sometimes you will fail. Sometimes you will not reach your goal. And if you have loving parents there to help you deal with that and show you that, hey, that's not the end of the world, you can either go back and work hard to be better next time or find something that you have uh, more natural skill or talent for. I mean, all the things things we do to cope with loss or cope with, quote, failure or failing a specific task. So what are my takeaways today? Well, adolescent suicide is a big deal. By helping our children have better self-esteem, increase their self-worth and understanding of themselves, and be connected to groups, a family, whether it's a biological family or a chosen family uh, will help reduce the number of children that have suicidal ideations and who then in turn attempt or do commit suicide. Alright, as always, take care of each other take care of yourself rock on